Good morning. It's good to be with you on this uh, Thursday morning as we uh, continue in our time together in Proverbs. Uh, it's a great day. We had to swim to work yesterday with all the rain, so hopefully the rain will break and uh, we're going to have, um, you know, I guess this helps with the with the lack of rain and the drought, so here we are. So uh, it's good to be uh, to get with you today as we pick up with verse uh, chapter 25. Um, I wanted to, there's a lot of good stuff in 25 today. There, there's a lot of really um, just, just as I was reading, preparing for today and tomorrow and the, the weekend, um, just a lot of really practical advice, spiritual stuff, but just some really good practical wisdom. Um, so um, I want to talk about what it says in verse 25, verse 1, though. Um, this isn't really even a wise saying. I thought it was interesting for background of these things. Uh, verse 1 says, these are the other saying, other proverbs of Solomon that the officials of King Hezekiah, Hezekiah of Judah copied. Um, I'm teaching a class on Sunday mornings for my younger folk talking about how we have scripture, how scripture was compiled, how it was canonized and things such as that. And um, I think it's important for us to realize how we got the Bible and all the hands that God used to bring it to us. And so Proverbs is a collection, it really is a collection of statements of wisdom, Solomon, other kings, that was bound together, probably not in real time. And as I was telling my class, one of the pivotal events of Jewish history in the Old Testament was when the Jews went into exile in Babylon following the destruction of the temple and the destruction of the destruction of the Holy Land when they were taken away. And so what happened while they were in Babylon were the teachers of the law who would become the Pharisees, who would become the rabbis who we know now, they began to compile the books of the of the wisdom, of the law, of Proverbs. And a lot of this work was done in that time. And we see here the writers or the editors saying this these works were compiled by these people at this time. They come from Solomon and they were written down but they were compiled and put together by the officials of King Hezekiah. This is not this, Hezekiah was before exile, so I, I don't I don't want you to think that I'm saying that Proverbs was put together during the exile. But some of what we know of as the Old Testament was put together then. And what's significant to me about that is the exile was the hardest time of Jewish history. It's when they were taken from the temple and from the land and everything they valued. It was really the hardest season. Of Jewish life in that in that time, and yet during that incredibly hard season is when God used His people to compile a lot of the Old Testament, and that's pretty cool to me. That the times that look the worst, the times that may feel the hardest, the times that may be our most challenging seasons, are the times when, through God's grace, He may do the most good in our lives. So as much as we don't want times of exile and as much as we don't want times of struggle or of trial, those times, through God's grace, can be the most life-changing times that we'll ever have. And in these seasons, we can really see God's grace abound 
and God do amazing things. So I just thought that was significant. That was how 25 begins. It tells us that's when this was compiled. So some other really good passages in in this uh, chapter. Um, I like verse 20. I'm sorry, I like verse 6 where it says, Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great. For it's better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. Better to humble yourself and be rewarded than to act all arrogant and cocky and be humbled. Better to take a place of lower esteem and be told, no, no, my friend, come, come sit with me than to presume that uh, you deserve a place of honor. Just approach life with humility. Approach life with you. And if you carry yourself with humility, People who know you and know the reality will will see that and reward that. So don't put yourself forward, but act with humility. <laughs> verse, verse 17, do not uh, let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house. Otherwise, the neighbor will become weary of you and hate you. It makes me always think of my nephew, May. My nephew, May, um, every Sunday we'd take her to church and we'd always drop her off at her house following worship. And every Sunday, my nephew May would would invite me and my mom and my daddy to come and eat lunch with her. And every Sunday, we would say, oh, no, thank you, nephew May. We're going to go home and eat. But thank you for the invitation. And I always, that always called me. And I asked Mama one Sunday after church, said, Mama, every Sunday, ain't nephew May invites us to eat with her. And we never do. Why don't we ever go eat with her? And my mama said, oh, she doesn't mean it. She's just being nice. <laughs> and I always think about that. There's that double-edged sword of hospitality, isn't it? You know, in hospitality, we want to welcome anyone who wants to come into our, our home. Come, come eat with us. Come dine at our table. Come be welcomed here. But part of hospitality extends to the guest as well for them to realize, ooh, we don't want to impose or overstay our welcome. Uh, I was raised, as I'm sure many of you were, the last thing you ever want to do is impose upon somebody. I would rather, I, it drives my wife crazy sometimes. The last thing I ever want to do is impose upon somebody, ever. I was raised, you do not impose upon anyone. You you take hospitality and kindness, but you do not expect it, and you do not ask for it. And if you receive it, you welcome it, but you do not impose upon anyone. So Proverbs is saying here, saying here hey, just um, just watch when you're in somebody's house, just, you know, don't don't take someone's hospitality for granted or expect their hospitality to not have limits. Just respect others. The 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 host should show hospitality towards the guest, but the guest should respect the hospitality of the host. We should respect each other. Respect each other. Then verse 21 through 22, it's Romans. Paul Paul's alluding to this in Romans. When your enemies are hungry, give them bread to eat. When they're thirsty, give them food, give them water to drink. For you will heap coals of fire on their heads, and the Lord will reward you. So in, in Romans 12, Paul says, do good to your enemies as to heap burning coals upon their head. And that's, we often hear that concept as do good to folks to kill them with kindness, if you will. Um But what the writer of Proverbs here is talking about and what Paul is talking about as well in Romans is think about the purpose of a burning coal in Jewish worship. The job of the coal was to purify. 
So in Isaiah 6, when Isaiah encounters the Lord, and he says, woe, woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live amongst the people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the Lord God of hosts. Scripture tells us the angel takes a burning coal, places it upon his lips, and that coal purifies him. So burning coals are not are not killing them with kindness. But whenever we do good to our enemies, our grace that we show to them, when we do not respond to attacks or belittling or whatever with a tit for tat, when we don't fight back, when we show kindness and respect that is undeserved sometimes, that grace is of the Lord. That grace of the Lord. And the hope is that the grace that we show to them in those moments can be a convicting force in their lives. And that in that Christ can be glorified through how we act in those moments. So do good to your enemies. Do, and it says that the Lord will reward you. And the way the Lord rewards us is that when we do goodness to our enemies, when we show kindness and mercy to our enemies, what happens is hopefully through God's grace, they are convicted and they grow in grace. But secondly, we can only do goodness to our enemies through grace. So the Lord rewards us by giving us grace. And that grace is what we use to be faithful. So as much as this world tells us to punch back, as much as this world tells us to punch back and fight back and these things, it's not the way of Jesus. It's not the way of Jesus. The way of Jesus is to give food to our enemies, give water to our enemies. And to give them the grace that God desires even for them. And in giving them the grace, they can be drawn closer to God, which is his purpose. And frankly, so can we. So can we. Thanks for being with us today as we wrap up Proverbs 25. Tomorrow, being Friday, we're going to um, give our readings to the weekend. So tomorrow, we'll look at 26, 27, and 28 as we draw closer together to our um, the end of our time together in Proverbs. So thanks for being with us. Have a great day today, and we'll see you in the morning. Thanks.